It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. He's done it again. Marcus Rashford on his Premier League debut. What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Premier League podcast here at Fandrag Sports. I'm Sebastian Oren. With me is Elliot Niblock and Polly Questel. Full lineup here today as we head into the Christmas festivities. It's the day before the day before the day in most of Europe, and then it's the day before the day before the day before the day here in America. <laughs> Uh, Seb, is your part-time job a side gig as an advent calendar? Oh, I have the best advent calendar I picked up from Ikea. It has little chocolates in it. <laughs> don't they all? I, I don't know. I picked mine up at Ikea. It's pretty good. <laughs> all right. Yeah, and it's fairly affordable, too. So, good on Ikea. They also have Swedish Christmas soda, which is the best thing in the world, basically. What is I've never even heard of that. Okay, so Swedish Christmas soda. Let's go on a little sidetrack here. Uh, It is... Let's see if I can find a good explanation in English. Christmas soda. Uh, Julmust, it's called in Swedish. Uh, It's a soft drink that is mainly consumed in Sweden around Christmas. Blah, 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 blah. Uh, Let's see here. Uh, mm, 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 Hmm... Okay, uh, it is carbonated water, sugar, hop extract, malt extract, spices, caramel, coloring, citric acids, and preservatives. So, so it's like fake beer. Yeah, it's like a better root beer almost. <laughs> Hot soda. Yeah, it's like a better root beer. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's really good. I'll, I'll allow it. I even had my friend brought me a bottle from Sweden that was uh, aged in a bourbon barrel. Oh, that sounds interesting. So I'm going to crack that open on Christmas, which is going to be nice. But let's head into the football. And I'm going to eat my sesame chicken because I'm Jewish. There you go. That's what we do on Christmas. That's (laughs) totally fine, that too. I'm going to go more Swedish, though. I'm going to make me balls and... Jonsson's Temptation and other goodies. So, <laughs> soccer though. Uh, big thing coming out on Wednesday was that Swansea uh, decided to uh, say bye-bye to Paul Clement. They sacked him. And the downward spiral at Swansea just continues. This is a club that it's in clear disarray now, going through a number of managers in a very short span of time. And, you know, it, it hasn't been a very successful tenure so far for the owners, the American owners. Tenure is what you said, right? Yes. 
because it sounded like 10 years and i was like that yeah no, <laughs> no. tenure that's it's what been i like, like in the past 10 like, years they've actually had a lot of success no they've, they've risen from the league too yeah no tenure they've been uh, in what they've owned the club for about a year and a half yeah yeah i don't yeah, i don't know right. if they know what they're doing no they're they're <laughs> taking the hands-off approach yeah but like you could take it's called the, the hands off. you could no yeah but like you could take the hands off <laughs> approach if you put the right people in place like first of all the hands-on approach is usually not the right one to do like it's very rare for the hands-on approach to actually be the right approach. Yeah. But you need to put the right people in place. And I don't think they did. And I think Paul Clement really benefited. When Paul Clement started, like, let's look at what happened when he started. When he started, Swansea kind of benefited. If you look, if you go back and watch the games and look at the games, they benefited from a lot of early goals falling into their lap. And... They just held on for points and victories. And once those early goals kind of, uh, like, once the once those early goals dried up, the results dried up. So mm-hmm. Paul Colin was never really getting that much out of this squad. Well, yeah, and when they were creating goals going forward, a lot of the time it was just from set pieces taken by a player who's no longer there. Yeah, well, th- those were the goals that came out of nowhere. Yeah, you know the, the ones that came out of nothing, and then yeah, you. I mean, look at, but also look at the team. Like, two, first of all, if there's one reason why I'm a fan of this move, it's because we're getting the player manager, and anytime you can have a player coach in 2017, since it's such an old thing, I'm a fan of that. With um, Leon Britton being the caretaker manager, who's also like their central midfielder, who's also the guy that's been there since they were in League Two. Yeah. Um, yeah, like look at the squad two years ago and look at the squad now. It's just nowhere near as good. No, they have they have been about... they have been selling a lot of key pieces and not really replace them. So what do you expect? Well, but I think what's interesting also is that a lot of those key pieces seem to thrive at Swansea, and as they took away the parts that maybe were playing greater than you know their sum, they still. You know, like John Joe Shelby, for example, he's not exactly a revelation, but, you know, it's I don't know. I, I think that we may see Paulie, as much as I agree with you, I like to see a player manager. You know, we've seen the fast and almost meteoric turnaround with new managers appointed for the Hammers and at Goodison Park. And I think the lack of that, you know, as cool as it is to see a player manager, in hindsight, well, they manage. He's, he's the caretaker manager, so they are going to bring somebody in. And you did miss our show on on Monday, which laughably turned into literally a manager special. All we do is talk about managers, <laughs> and and about how you know, like you know, David Moyes. You know, we've we've discussed this before. Big Sam, he has an mo. He does what he does, and he's good at it, and that's it. And that's what Everton hired him for. And we've discussed why they hired him for 18 months. And that's just because they need to make up the uh, the money that he's going to lose that he lost by not um, by forfeiting that Crystal Palace money. Yes. So no one thinks that that contract is lasting 18 months. Um, David Moyes is a good manager. It's just he's we, we forget about it because of his Manchester United experience and his Real Batiste experience. And as Seb brought up on Monday, so the fact that he... We also associate Ed. 
and the fact that Seb brought up on Monday that he recently claimed that he can manage any team in the world, which is just laughable. Um, but yeah, so they will hire a regular manager. Right now, it's it's you kind of brought it up right there. If you're mentioning John Joe Shelby, like John Joe Shelby should be a piece to your team. He shouldn't be the guy that you like when you say who does that team have. The first name shouldn't be John Joe Shelby. No. No, and the, I'm, I took a look back here at the squad two years ago, and like you said, it, it's a lot stronger. A lot stronger on paper here two years ago. Speaking of John Joe Shelby, who just popped up on the goals of the season for <laughs> 2013, 2014. Yeah. So one of the names that are being discussed here in the media, it's Frank DeBoer, who uh, did not get a fair shake at Crystal Palace. He was out after just four Premier League games. Uh, I've heard Frank DeBoer. I've heard Ronald Koeman. I've heard the whole it's well, the whole managerial merry-go-round, except they've yeah. only two names have been eliminated. Ryan Giggs took himself out of consideration, and so has Kuman um, now. Oh, has I? I, yeah. I, I, I was busy today, so I wasn't so on the Twitter. But uh, so Koeman did too. But earlier today, I saw Ryan Giggs took himself out, and, and Wandy took Tony Pulis out. Yes. They were like, "Yeah, we're not. Thanks, but no thanks." Yeah, that's true. And then Slavon Bilic has said that he would be interested to talk to them. Right, that was the other name I heard. I heard Komen and I heard Slavon Bilic were who they were interested in. So, I mean, Bilic might be a good fit short term as far as getting everyone riled up. Not even close. Not even. Mm. What are you talking about? See, so here's the thing. Yes. And here's what it looks like with Slavon Bilic. Slavon Bilic kind of got the best out of Dimitri Payet, and he really caught lightning in a bottle with Dimitri Payet. It's, it's almost like, you know, in, in, um, in baseball, when, when players are on their final year of their contract and they're about to hit their first big free agency, how it's actually, like, statistically proven that they play better that year. They put up better numbers. So you want players in a contract year because they are much better. He got Dimitri Payet in not a contract year, but a – Go out and there's a summer tournament coming up that your country just happens to be hosting year. So it's not just yeah, it's oh, the I national want... team equivalent of a contract year. Exactly. And and it's you know, obviously the national team never stops, but like, you know, you don't want to play at your you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna get your best year in and, and become a fixture for the national team, you'd rather do it this year or two years ago. You don't wanna do it last year when there was nothing happening last summer. So he caught that in the bottle with, with West Ham. And let's not forget, it was the year that, that not only did Leicester win the league, but that everybody was just poor. Like, Arsenal weren't that great. Tottenham were good for Tottenham, and they finished third. Uh, City beat out United for the top four spot. Like, United finished with 64 points. City finished with 65. City already almost have 65 points. So everybody was pretty bad that year. And Slavin Bilic caught lightning in the bottle with Dimitri Payet. When, when he left this year, the team was in disarray. And what people have already noticed is, like, under David Moyes, they're doing simple things. Like, they're running. They're running places. Instead of, like, half-assing it and walking and jogging. And one of the things that's been pointed out is, well, if you know where you're supposed to be or you're supposed to go, you'll run there. If you don't know where you're supposed to be tactically, or where you're supposed to go. What's the point in running? Like, where are you running to? So 
it just it's starting to look like Slavin Bilic is tactically like a little bit clueless. So I don't know if he would be the short term answer. Ronald Koeman, who I don't know, I feel like he Bilic has proven before earlier in his career though that he's pretty good tactically. So with what though? With with, with Besiktas and with Croatia. I mean, you're 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 bringing up Eastern Europe here and hoping that it translates to England. Besiktas is like the team; they're gonna finish in the top of Turkey every year. I, I would, I would more likely go to Ronald Koeman, who went to Southampton. Who, yes, yeah, Southampton are one of the most well-run clubs in the Premier League. They know what they're doing. They could, they, they are a club that's almost like what Swansea wants to be. Like we could sell well, our top I mean, players, yeah, and we know also... it's next man up. They've also, if they're selling top players, they know that they've got one of the best academies in the world, and so exactly. they're going to be able to get right. homegrown talent. Exactly. But he still was able to, after they lost Mauricio Pochettino, like, they lost all their players, and they lost their manager. So it was like, is it the manager? Is it the players? And then it just, Komen came in and did just a good enough job, like, a great job again. And their next manager has has continued to do something. So maybe this is an argument against Koeman. Maybe it's the players. Maybe well, they, the they, they can't have Koeman because he doesn't want to go there. Well, yeah, I guess. But I would have I would have said he's the more likely to be a, a better short-term fix than Slavic Dutch. I don't, I don't buy into Slavic Dutch. I thought he did well. He caught lightning. He, he rode Dimitri Payet, and now that's it. Well, I mean, what do you say about Frank DeBoer then? Because he had... Ajax, and then he had a very short stint at Inter. I, I'm not going to say anything about Frank DeBoer. I just don't know enough about him because I he, he went to Crystal Palace, and it's like you came from Inter and you're going to Crystal Palace. That's not really the fit for you. And obviously it didn't last long. Yeah. You know, you, you try to play a certain way at Inter. You get at Inter Milan, even if they're in a down year and they've been in down years for a while, you're Past still getting decade. a... <laughs> Well, they won the treble. Well, they won the treble in 2010. Yeah, I was gonna say, like, not quite a decade. Okay, almost a decade then. Sorry. Yeah. Either either way, at Inter Milan, even if you're a, if you're down at Inter Milan, you are getting a certain type and a certain quality of player, and you are not getting that at that same type and same quality of player, Crystal Palace. True. Yeah, I, I think that's a good point. Yeah, we'll see what they end up doing. They First, there were some reports that they wanted to have a new manager in place within like 24 or 48 hours. And now they, they say... They do. They have Leon Britton. And now they say oh. that they're in no rush. So we'll see. So Britain will... You want will... to have a new manager in place by January because that's who you're giving money to. If yeah. there is money to be given to them. So Britain will be in charge for Saturday's visit uh, of Crystal Palace. So. I almost thought the biggest news regarding Swansea, though, is that Mindy Kalik actually owns more of the club than Landon Donovan does. Who cares? <laughs> but, like, that's like Landon Donovan is kind of like, oh, like, I own a chunk of Swansea. And it's like, Mindy Kalik owns like 1%. You own less than that. Well, yeah, but I mean, I, I don't know. It's Landon Donovan, right? Like, he'd walk around and be like, I own a chunk of L.A. Like, yeah, so does everybody else who has a house there. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's take a break. and we come back, we'll do a quick little thing on the Carabao Cup and then um, some other stuff and then scoring predictions. So, hang on. Okay, and we're back. It's Carabao Cup time, and big news coming out of that, of course, is Manchester United losing to Bristol. 
two to one. Late goals. What? Sealed it for Bristol. Yeah, I know. I tried to uh, erase that from my memory as well, Polly. <laughs> but it happened, and it was embarrassing. Oh it come on! It was no. Deserved. That's it was deserved. yeah. I I would you know exactly. I I agree with you, Polly, because the thing is that you could say that United got unlucky considering how many times they hit the woodwork, how good they looked a lot of the time going oh, forward. Screw unlucky. Say, screw unlucky. You can't it's... say that Bristol City got lucky. I mean, no, they worked no, really I'm hard. not saying, I'm not saying they, they got lucky. I'm saying I'm saying it's embarrassing for United to ah. lose this game. Yeah. No, no. All right. Again, first of all, no and no. You can't say they got unlucky because of how many times they hit the woodwork because it was like, all right, we, we should have been 2-0 up at halftime because we hit the woodwork twice or something. But those were only two chances. So, like, yeah, in in past games, we've been very efficient. But at the same time, it's like you, you're playing Bristol City. Like, if you hit the woodwork twice, you should have also forced the goalkeeper to make four saves, and you should have put one in. Uh, like, so create more chances, and hitting the woodwork against Bristol freaking City and hitting the woodwork isn't a big deal. Um you can't say it's embarrassing that, that they lost to Bristol City because it's the League Cup. This 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 happens, yeah. and when you don't take it seriously, okay. It happens. If and, they if they would have played the reserves, I would have said whatever. That with the team they fielded, they should have won this game. But maybe that's the point. But maybe that's the point because look at the other teams. City got pushed to penalties by um, who they play. Uh, Leicester. City played Leicester. Leicester did not play their best team. They didn't. They brought on Vardy and Mars, and that's why it was ironic that they lost because Vardy and Mars missed penalties. It was ironic that that happened. They brought on Vardy and Mars at halftime. They brought on Damari Gray late, and he won the penalty. Vardy equalizes, and then it's ironic that they lost because Vardy and Mars missed penalties. They didn't play their their best team. City 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 played kids. Yeah. Arsenal played kids, and they won. Chelsea played kids, and, and yeah, they, they got a late equalizer by Bournemouth, but right, went right back down the field, and Alvaro Morata scored, but they played kids. United don't have a reserve team. What reserves are you talking about? Because it, at this point now, under, under Jose Mourinho, and this is what I was thinking about the other day, is, you know, all right, who are the reserves that we would play? Who are the youngsters that we would play? McTominay, who played, who also played in the Premier League last week, he's at this point on the bench all the time. He's on the bench more than Henrik Mkhitaryan. And Axel Twinzabi. And other than that, name me a reserve player or a youngster that you can name, and the only one I can tell you is 17-year-old Angel Gomez, who just signed a professional contract. So if we put him on the bench, maybe. But, like, other than that, we don't have a reserve team to play. So... One thing you get with the reserves is, yeah, it's a drop in quality, but it's hungry players. Hungry, fresh players that are looking to make an impact. And we did not have any fresh players, unless you count Zlatan, who is coming back from an ACL injury. So I, And I, and I think we all agree he's not 100% yet, so he's not fresh. Yeah. yeah. Well, you... so, all right, and Paul Pogba, because he just missed three games, yeah. which amounted to one week. He missed three games in one week. Uh, you know, we don't have that team. And so, yeah, it's we came out and we just expected to beat Bristol City. And Bristol City said, hey, they're right for the taking. Let's go out and beat them. Yeah. And they did. Well, it's not. And it's another, I mean, 
The other reason that I don't think that this is, yeah, you can say that the squad was so strong that it's embarrassing, but I don't buy that because it's, I mean, this is a team that is in phenomenal form and has won five games on the trot, lost once in almost a, now a dozen matches, and like they're in fantastic form in the championship. They will be a Premier League side next year. And it's not that, I mean, you know, two two months ago, almost to the day, maybe to the day, what day is it? <laughs> um, you know, United lost on the road to Huddersfield. That's exactly what I was just going to say. Is they're, they're at the top of the championship. They're going to be, they will be um, in the Premier They will likely be in the Premier League next year. Obviously, they're yeah. in third, so they have to play the playoffs, which anything can happen, as Huddersfield proved. Mm-hmm. But is it embarrassing? No. And, and let's also look, if you watch it, because I was at the bar yesterday and we all saw this coming. Literally, none of us were shocked. With about three minutes to go, we just said, all right, like, this game's going extra time. And we played like that. We stopped completing our passes. We just started hoofing the ball. And Bristol, at one point, someone in the bar was like, Bristol's taking the piss out of us right now. They are literally like, oh, wow, we could, we have the chance to, to F around with Man United. And they were doing it. Like, so we said, all right, this game is going to extra time. And... We just have to play out these last three minutes plus injury time, and we'll get to extra time, and then we'll have a half hour to, to score. And Bristol said, we're going for the win. And kudos to them. They got yeah. it. Well, and I, I think, Seb, I would agree with you if this was against uh, League One, maybe, and certainly a League Two side, but a team that looks like they're going to be charging into the Premier League in fine form, it's, yeah, it's disappointing. But... It's the quarterfinals, too. Like, they've had, they had to win to get here. Yeah, but it's still well, still with that lineup they should have won this game. That that's well, this is a good I, I enough lineup to win I, Premier League I games. I understand that, but, yes, but that's, that's but true. Maybe that's the point. Is is this lineup's like overused and everything, and we don't. And everybody else played their kids and their reserves, and we don't even have any. They have a fucking under twenty three team. They have players. Who names? Start naming players on the team. You can't. So Callum Gribben. That's one. <laughs> but like, who is that? Dimitri this Mitchell. This is what you're reading it off the internet. Ryan Poole. Right. This is what I was. This is what I was thinking about the other day. Is Darren Raekwon Macintosh Bufongu, which is the best name ever. DJ Bufongu. Yes, that's a so, great freaking name. Like when 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 Fergie was around, you know, every we we got annoyed sometimes where we let a big signing pass up. Like who who did we sign? You know, we've signed we've signed Mkhitaryan, Zlatan. Pogba, um, you know, Eric Bailly, Nemanja Matic, Romelu Lukaku, all these big name signings. You know, when, when we signed, when, when Fergie was around, it was like, oh, we made a big signing this year. It was Robin Van Persie. Who else did we sign here? Shinji Kagawa, who was a good player, but, you know, you might not have heard of him. And who else did we sign? Nick Powell. Where did Nick Powell go? Like, Nick Powell was someone who had a lot of potential, but was not going to be around for immediately. Uh, you know, who else did we sign under Fergie? Minuccio, Federico McKay, all these guys who went into the reserves and had a chance to maybe come up. Gabriel Oberton. Oh, did a lot of them pan out? Did some of them pan out? Yes. Did a lot of them? No. But that's fine. Like, you, you get all these guys. Some of them just ended up being, being squad players. Like, Jisung Park was hailed as a big signing for us, and he ended up being a squad player. A freaking great squad player. Yes. We're not signing. And... This isn't just us. Like, most Premier League, like Chelsea, City, they're not really signing players like this anymore. And it's kind of 
it's lost on that. And these are the games where you need them. Is teams aren't taking a chance on on a player and saying, you know what, we're going to sign you, and and you're only going to make eight, nine, ten total appearances uh, for us next year. But you're going to play in the reserves, and like we hope that within the next two, three years, you break into the first team. That those signings just don't happen anymore, and and they've never happened under Jose Mourinho. And, and they won't. It's the they three won't. teams. It's the three teams no, that yeah, played yeah. their reserves and their kids. They won. We did not. Yeah. What happened to James Wilson? He's still in the reserves. He's just he's a guy that he was a flash in the pen. He's not panning out. And mm. you know what? That happens. Mm. It happens. Not every prospect makes it. That is very very true. Okay, let's uh, actually talk about what's going to happen here. We're going to do scoring predictions for two match days here as we have the festive season upon us. And um, one interesting game, though, that we'll talk up, it's Arsenal against Liverpool. That is a nice little game that takes place on Friday. And um, Arsenal will be without Giroud and Ramsey for this one. Oh, so I oh, yeah. shucks. Well, right, getting so Mustafi back, which will help. But before you even before you start, Elliot, let me just because this actually this player, as I watch goals of the season for 2013-2014, he just popped up with Giroud, but he's in the news too, and it's relevant for Arsenal Liverpool. Thomas Rizicki oh, announcing yeah, his retirement, and obviously, whenever you hear the name Thomas Rizicki, you just think of that game at Anfield when he scored four. Um, when he scored four goals in a thrilling 4-4 game. Um, announced his retirement yesterday, which is interesting because he's been retired for like five years, right? No. Nope. Right about that? He's, no. He's been no. playing. Because really? when was the last, like, let's be honest. Let's be honest. He's been retired. Yeah. Years. Also, Paulie, I think that you're, con- I mean, Super Tom Rashitsky is amazing and I will love him for forever, but, but I think you're conflating him with Andre Arshavin. Because he was. Oh, Andre Arshavin has also been retired for a long time. Yeah. What, was yes. It, was it, oh, so it was Arshavin who scored the four goals? Yeah. Or was yeah, it Rizicki? It was Arshavin. No, it was Arshavin. Well, Rizicki's been retired for a long time. Well, he, I mean, he, he left Arsenal and returned to his hometown club of Sparta Prague and has been struggling with injuries for a few years. And so, I mean, he hasn't really played a full season in a while. I mean, his, his career, even at. Arsenal was itself derailed by injuries, but I mean, he's, he is one of the most, when he's fit, he's one of the most dynamic midfielders I've ever seen play for Arsenal. Um, right. You know, because he was, when, he was, bought to, is a huge yeah. asterisk. Well, yeah, of course. But he was bought to replace Pires. And the frustrating thing is that he probably didn't ever reach the same heights as Pires with that big asterisk of when fit, but he came surprisingly close. I mean, he was great creatively. He could score phenomenal goals, as you know, you mentioned in that highlight reel. He he was really a great player, and I, I mean, he's one that I have so much respect for, um, you know. <laughs> Santiago is also really good when fit. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's way, I saw, a tragic oh, injury story. Rizicki popping back up. I just saw the second Fabian Delft goal. He's been on the – oh, that was a nice shot. Riziki <laughs> killing Tottenham right there. But I, I just – I heard the news today, and I was just like, yeah, Thomas, like, welcome to news from 2013. Like, you're, you've been retired for God only knows how long. Um, but otherwise, this, this, is a, this is a big game, especially in the grand scheme of the top four race because really that's what it is, right? Like, the title's out of hand. So now it's just, you know, if United fall off, 
a fall off because their performance might take a dip, which it has recently. Chelsea, who are inconsistent at best. Tottenham, who without Toby Alderweireld are, are God only knows. Arsenal, who have been playing better as of late, but then Arsenal again, and Liverpool, who are putting it together. So those five teams are now competing for three spots. So this is a huge game. Mm-hmm. What about Burnley? Yeah. I expect Burnley to just fall, uh, but not a lot. Like, but Burnley, we 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 discussed them, or I discussed it in my mobile a couple of weeks ago. You know, they're it's a lot of smoke and mirrors with them. They are being very efficient with their few chances, and they're holding on. But you have to expect those chances to dry up eventually. What do you mean? They they've scored sixteen goals, which is basically half of on what Spurs have done. <laughs> on eighteen chances. Yeah. I mean, the team surrounding them, Arsenal, they have 31 goals, same as Spurs. So, yeah. But, I mean, I mean credit, credit to Burnley because what, what was it? December, what was last Wednesday? December 13th. When the sun rose on December 13th, Burnley were in the top four. Yeah. It's not like, oh, it's, it's September and we've only played three games. That's, yeah. that's December. Like, we, we're, at, we're almost at the halfway point and you're yeah. in the top four. And they're great defensively. They have the joint best defensive record with um, the both of the Manchester clubs with only 12 goals allowed. Right. It's just a matter of they can't score, but Ellie, give me, give me the, give me the Arsenal Liverpool rundown. I need to know who to bet on. Oh boy. That's a, uh, I think, unfortunately clear proposition. I mean, Arsenal are going to be very happy to get Mustafi back in defense. However, Wenger's going to have a big question because he's shifted to four at the back. I mean, just kind of as, facing the exigency of Mustafi's absence. But they haven't been bad, but the real question is, like, is he going to play Ainsley Maitland-Niles um, in that fullback position to go up against the hottest player in the Premier League in the shape of Mo Salah? And I think the answer has to be no. But I I, I think Wenger's going to be a little bit on his heels and uncertain if he's going to do three or four at the back, maybe, you know, up until the sun breaks tomorrow in London and Arsenal have been able to eke out a few results, but they're not scoring goals. <laughs> Their trip they're to not Edfield scoring not goals. A result. <laughs> I mean, Here's... I, it's, it, I, I don't think it's going to be as bad as it was at the Emirates to open last season, but I think it could be close. Well, yeah, but you also went to the, to Anfield last, earlier this season and got run off the field. Yeah, no, I the the 4-0 then was reminiscent of the what well, I think it was 4 Here's, here's what I can say. Your your success revolves around whether Sadio Mane plays or not because what's fallen very under the radar and my my friend my good friend who's a Liverpool fan is pioneering this theory in that Sadio Mane is very not happy at Liverpool and he's very not happy that Mo Salah has come in and has become the guy. Sadio Mane last year, he was the guy. And Salah has now become the guy. And that really kind of happened after Mane took that red card against City and was suspended for three games. And Salah just came in and took off. And Mane's had to move to the left side to accommodate Salah. He's not happy that he's not the cool kid on the block anymore. And if 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 you've seen a couple of the Liverpool games where they've been on the field, at the same time, there have been some two-on-ones where Mane like, just refuses to pass the ball to Salah. And that apparently, like, I've seen it. I've noticed it. It was very apparent in the Merseyside Derby. 
and it was very like Twitter was going nuts. Apparently, that's an actual thing. He just won't give the ball to Salah. And last week, Salah started, Mane did not, and my friend was just like, we look a lot better without Sadio Mane on the field. So if Sadio Mane starts, I think that's better for you. If he does not, then yeah, you're kind of letting Mo Salah like probably run rampant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's time for another break. When we come back, we'll uh, talk some more about what's coming up here in the next week and then scoring prediction time. So stick around. Okay, so other fixtures to look forward to. Like we said, Arsenal, Liverpool on Friday. Saturday slate of games. Nothing that's getting me too excited except Burnley Spurs. I really hope Burnley can flick Spurs on the nose there. That would be so much fun. Uh, Manchester United, they go to Leicester, like we said earlier. Then Bo- Saturday is just a, it's a mar- it's just four games because United have a night game against Leicester. So, and like, as much as I love this sport and I love this game, like, I don't recommend trying to do the 730 to, two, to 445 stretch a bit. <laughs> like, there are days where I'm up for that 730 game and by like the time that like we're 30 minutes into that 1230 game and I'm just like, what am I doing with my life? <laughs> Oh no! Do it, do it. I, uh, to do be fair, it. though, I'm the same way. I'm like, do I'm it. the same way on Sundays when, like, I flip over to, the, to Red Zone at 1 p.m. By like six o'clock, I'm just like, what am I doing? Yeah. But then Boxing oh, Day, we have a bunch of games. What sticks out here? But bear in mind, bear in mind the the list. Um, let me try to pull it up right now. The list of players who will be out. It is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24 players <laughs> who may be out to try to pick up uh, a yellow card on Saturday. Oh, so they can uh, have a nice little 20, Christmas. The yeah. 24 guys who are one yellow away from a suspension that would have that would see them out on Boxing Day and therefore they can enjoy their Christmas without having to worry about playing a game the next day. Mm. Give us some of the apparently, big like, names apparently, there. Apparently, like, this is a thing. Well, Harry Kane is on one um, for Elliot. Uh, Dejan Laverne is out there, so you should attack him because he's probably going to be looking to get to a yellow. Um Johnny Evans is there under Herrera, Marcos Rojo. I wouldn't mind if either of them picked up a yell. Ashley Young, I wouldn't mind that because then Luke Shaw will play. Fernandinho for City. Um, Jack Cork is there. The rest of them are just names that you would reckon. Oh, Greta Xhaka. Yeah. So he's yeah. probably going to be out for Boxing Day. You know, it's fair. It's really strange to me that Arsenal playing the Friday fixture prior to Christmas are not scheduled as one of the teams to play on Boxing Day. They don't play until the 28th. So yeah. It's just bizarre. That is a there's, bit weird. All right, there's also an issue, like, um, so there's games on, like, the 28th, and then, like, the New Year's Day fixtures or something? Like New Year's Tottenham, Eve. And, yeah. Tottenham-West Ham is, is, is part of Match Day 21. It's not getting played until after, like, Match Day 22. <laughs> That's getting played on the 4th. Yeah, like there's another match day like in like before. It's weird. Like when I looked at the schedule, I was mm. like, "Whoa, that's that's weird." But yeah, I mean, this happens. Like you know, people's games get you know people's games get moved around, and then all of a sudden your festive period becomes easier. Last year, Spurs had it like brutally, 
Uh, this year, United have it kind of rough. Yeah, they're uh, so rough that they put up an article on their freaking oh, yeah. website. I mean, go, yeah, that was... I cry was, me a river. Like, at first, I was like, that's our crybaby manager just pitching. And then yeah. I was like, oh, the actual team did this? Come yeah. on. Like, even the fans know, like, hey, the games come quick and far between. Like, here's a thought. Maybe had you rotated the squad, we'd be fresh enough to be able to handle this. But... Of course, Marcus Rashford has played in every game that we've had so far this year. Romelu Lukaku missed one game all year. Like, Juan Mata is fresh as can be, but he's just going to ride the bench. There you go. That, there, there are your problems. Yep. Yep. Uh, one little tidbit before we go into scoring predictions. Uh, as you all know, Sweden knocked out Italy in the uh, last round of qualifiers for the World Cup. And... The World Cup that the U.S. is boycotting? Yes. Russia? Exactly. That one. Uh, so for the first time ever, the World Cup will not be shown on the government-run Rai TV net- network in uh, Italy. They sold <laughs> off the rights to uh, Silvio Berlusconi's um, company, Mediaset. It's something really funny about the government selling something to something owned by Berlusconi, who essentially government. Well, I mean, he, he was the government for a long time, yes. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's I thought that was kind of interesting, um, but uh, yeah. So for the first that's time ever, games. I'm yeah, excited that... to predict two weeks of games, considering that there's 24 people on that yellow card list, and we don't know who's getting what. Yeah. Okay. Let's do it. First out. John Vertonghen's also a big name because if he if he picks up a yellow, if Sid, if Tottenham are without Vertonghen, Sanchez, and um, and Alderweireld, that's yeah. a that's a tough task. Okay. So first out, Arsenal, Liverpool, three two, Liverpool. Seb has such a talent for stealing my picks recently, but because Seb's doing really well, I'm just going to piggyback it and say 3-2. Well, don't give it to Arsenal. Ah, yeah, you're right. To Liverpool. My bad. Okay. Uh, God, I feel like I've got a zag, but I can't zag that far. 2-1 Liverpool. Okay. Then we got Everton Chelsea, 2-1 Chelsea. I'll go 2-0 to Chelsea. They didn't look good against... Yeah, it's yeah. Big Sam's going to sit back. and They got a lucky penalty against Liverpool. They shouldn't have scored. Yeah, they can get a lucky again. They can, they but I'm not predicting could, them to. Could, but they're not. <laughs> uh, yeah, 2-0. Then the highlight of the match week 19, Stoke against West Brom. Oh, uh, let's go with the score of the draw here. got to have it somewhere. I'm going one nil West Brom. Still kind of so. Yeah, they kind of do. I'm still gonna do one one draw. Then Manchester City against Bournemouth, three nothing City. Give me four. For the city yeah. Ah. <laughs> uh, well, I want to see him get held. Let's see him get held. Christmas miracle. Only two nil to City. <laughs> Only two nil. Okay. God, they're going to go to undefeated, and it's going to leave such a sour taste in my mouth. West Ham, Newcastle, next up, 2-1 to one, West Ham. I'm on 1-1. One, one. Uh, I was going to do that, but 1-0, uh, uh, Hammers. Then we got Southampton against Huddersfield, 1-0 Huddersfield. 
Mm, I think this is going to be the one-one draw as well. I want to say I haven't gotten a Huddersfield result right in like weeks, but apparently I did it two weeks ago. But I, I just want to say I never get them right, and I'm, I'm kind of just looking through it right now, and that looks pretty ac- actually pretty inaccurate. <laughs> uh, Elliot, what'd you say? One no. To who? One no. Excuse me. One one. Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm gonna go goal strong. Okay, then we got Swansea at home against Crystal Palace. One nothing, Crystal Palace. We got sirens. We got dogs. <laughs> you know what? I'll give them the. T- I'll give them two goals. I'll give them two goals. Crystal Palace, though. Two nil. Okay, now they're just messing with us. Well, is Elliot, gonna, is Elliot making <laughs> a pick, or are they, they're, they're just trying to get Elliot's pick? Yeah. <laughs> is that what they're trying to do no they're trying to they're obviously stuck at this intersection they're trying to get people to move out of the way but it's a red light okay touche that's more accurate uh nil nil oh now we got dogs yeah now we got dogs <laughs> uh Bright- brighton against watford uh i will go 3-1 watford i will go 2-1 like- brighton because watford haven't won the while so congrats on the on the point seb Man, I'm picking lots of draws this week, but I'm going to go 1-1 uh, on this one also. And then we got Burnley against Spurns. Spurns? Spurs? Spurns. Uh, I'm, I'm just going to put out my chin here. one nothing Burnley. Ah, oh, Seb, you're stealing my thunder. With I'm, the going, I'm going 1-1, one, one. Elliot. Well, I tell you what. I just picked up, and I'm going to start Ben Me and my fantasy team. So I've got to at least hedge my bets here. Uh, 3-1 Tottenham. I'm going to at least check my fantasy team. And then Leicester against Manchester United. 1-0 Manchester United. I'm with you there, but I'm also going 3-1-1s for me. i got to get one right, right? Mm-hmm. We're picking a lot of draws, which means one of these two match weeks, either Saturday or Boxing Day, there's going to be a lot of draws. The yeah. other one is going to be, like, beware of those random 4-3 games. Yeah, that's true. Okay, Elliot, we need your Leicester-Manchester United pick. Uh, See, this is when you go Leicester. Yeah, yeah but also, I, like, this is maybe this is why Elliot is so far behind us in the scores that Seb didn't read. Oh, sorry. Because you think so much about these picks. <laughs> sorry. Pauly, 140. Seb, 133. Elliot, 115. Okay, so then Boxing Day or, you know, the days leading after here, match week 20, Spurs against Southampton. That's a 2 nothing win for Spurs. Yeah. Um, you, are you following that one, Elliot? 3-0. I'm trying to think independently. I think Southampton hold them. So I'm on 1-1 one, one again. But I, I think only one of my Spurs picks is going to be right. Oh, so you have them dropping uh, – okay, okay. Four points. Yeah, yeah. I have them dropping points to Burnley and to Southampton. I think they win one of those games, and yeah. I think they drop points in one of them. Okay. So I'm essentially – so Speaking of hedging take your all bets. Six points. My friends <laughs> will love me for this. Yeah. <laughs> then Manchester United at home to Burnley. Uh, w- once again, one nothing Manchester United. I think that's no, that's gonna yeah, be my no, safe one. That one. No, they're they're gonna get at least two. We'll go two nil United. Mm. 
Then we got Chelsea at home to Brighton. Goals galore, 4 nothing. Oof. Not quite. 3-1. No, I'm like with them. They're the deep. Oh, but Chelsea are so inconsistent. They lose on these games too. 1-0. 1-0 Chelsea. I like that you give me 4 nothing to Brighton. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. That's what I saw. Yeah. Relax. We can, relax. We, at least we can infer. Like, yeah. Oh, you picked Manchester City to lose 4 to nothing. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Uh, then Bournemouth against West Ham, 1-1. Oh, uh, that seems right. I mean, similar to what, Paula, you said about Tottenham, I think West Ham are going to drop points in one of these games, and I picked them. Ah, yeah, I'm going to piggyback on you, Seb, 1-1. Beware of those seven goal games. I'm going four three. I'm going three two. West Ham. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That Watford uh, at home against Leicester. Three one Leicester. Mm, two two. No, I'm I'm following set three one. Then West Brom at home to Everton. One nil Everton. One one. Three one. Tophies. Then Huddersfield at home to Stoke. Huddersfield is going to win this game two goals to one. Damn it, Seb. I picked the same. They'll win it one nil. Liverpool at home to Swansea. Ooh, 6 1. Ooh. Ooh, I like it. I yeah. like we're going out there. I was going 5 0. Yeah. Ah, I'm I boy, I'm I'm the conservative one at 4-0. <laughs> Give me all the goals. Newcastle and Manchester City, same thing there. 5-1 Manchester City. All the goals. 3-0. 3-1. And then Crystal Palace Arsenal 1-1. One, one. Yeah, 1-1. One, one. Undefeated under Roy. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. I think that they're going to be able to turn their couple extra days of rest on and actually get something from this game. We're going to go 2-0 to the Arsenal. Well, guys, there you have it. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Noren, Paulie's P. Quistel, and Elliot is Keats was better. Be sure to give FanRex Sports a follow as well, and we'll catch you in the next one. Until then, have a very Merry Christmas, and um, yeah, make sure to find that Swedish Christmas soda if you live by near an Ikea. Until next time, have a good one. Bye, bye. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.